Hey, Chloe, what's one thing that really concerns you about our generation? You know what? That's a fantastic question. Let's dive into that. Politics, culture, faith, and so much more. Listen to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Mattingly Watson on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Summer Snippets. This is our third one. I know. This is so fun. We are really enjoying recording these for you guys. Yeah. It's going to be such a great summer. We're glad we get this little bit of content out there for you guys. Today, we are going to be covering another thing that our followers really requested for us. We were a little bit surprised by this one, but it was. I think it's going to be a great episode today. So we're going to be talking about common decency what that even means, what that looks like, and how our generation is absolutely obliterating it. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of an interesting thing. I mean, the question was, you know, what's one thing that's concerning you about our generation? And we were just kind of discussing this on a very just surface level, I think. I mean, there's deeper, deeper reasons mm-hmm. behind this for sure. But it's just this, this loss of common decency. Now, kind of just mm-hmm. a little bit of you know, a a definition of what this is from dictionary.com. Common decency is this idea of moral or ethical behavior that's guided by fairness, empathy, propriety, justice, etc. The Cambridge Dictionary says the basic level of politeness that you would expect from someone. You know, we're just talking about this this idea of virtue, you know, like Mm -hmm. why why is our generation losing this and why have we become, you know, increasingly disrespectful? We don't dress modestly anymore. We're incredibly individualistic. You know, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, social media comment sections. Like, oh, that's, dude. we've, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think common decency is a good umbrella over it because obviously mm-hmm. there are a lot of little things within this. And so, you know, we, this is just like our summer snippet segment. So we could go really in depth on these for sure. So if there's anything we cover today that you're like, yes, go more in depth on that one, definitely reach out to us and we would love to cover it as we head into the fall But the first one I really want to bring up, which I think is like absolutely so prevailing in our generation, are social media comment sections. Um, But when you're listening to this, you know, it's it's middle of the summer. But in the, the very beginning of April, what made me think of this is we ha- it was this really interesting article that the New Yorker put out about our school here, Hillsdale College, and it was a really interesting read. Um, honestly, not as biased as I was expected to be. It was really interesting. Yeah, actually, it was a really good article. You should read it. Yes, it, it was a good article. I thought where there were a few points. I mean, mostly. <laughs> mostly. Well, there were a few points where I was like, okay, that's a little bit of a, 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 a subtle jab there. I thought overall it was pretty all-encompassing but it could have been a lot worse it could have been i was expecting it to be worse um but what really made me think about the social media comment section that's kind of weird to say but like yeah college is kind of like we're controversial we're very controversial we're in the heat of controversy we're outwardly controversial we are we're pretty chill once you get to know us Yeah, no, literally and like this podcast is super controversial but like for sure like we are normal people same with yes oh oops (laughs) <laughs> um no but yeah no that that's our point with the article but um yeah definitely go read it just to see kind of a, a more you know left view of our school but also yeah. pretty great good Anyways. good to see perspectives but Moving anyway on. what 
going back to social media comment sections is I thought this was really interesting, completely made me think of this, but the New Yorker, whenever they published the article, they also, you know, did a post on their Instagram that just kind of said, hey, go read our article. And it's really interesting right now, as we're recording this, we're kind of in the middle of the comment section on the article, which this one's just honestly been a little bit entertaining. Um, but there are a lot of people on there that are just, you know, sending hate comments to Hillsdale, very like, kind of what you would expect a little bit. It's really interesting. The comment section has been very entertaining because right now it's like radical leftists versus Hillsdale students, and it's just really entertaining. But when you look at comment sections like that and really any comment section anywhere, anything somewhat controversial has happened is you have all of these people, I mean, mostly in our generation, yes, ideally, like, there are people in other generations doing this as well, but we see it very prominently in our generation, that just unleash all of their hate in these comment sections. And I'm like... I mean, people do read that, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't just your mm-hmm. journal, you know, I don't know, I just, and I mean, again, like, we could go, th- there are moral reasons behind this, and the loss of, I mean, the mm-hmm. the loss of Christianity and the increasing secularism, the loss of virtue, yeah. loss of morality, yeah, which is integral loss of to, common decency, <laughs> yeah, literally, which is integral to the upholding of a republic. But you know, I just, I think that it just kind of comes to this idea of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not respect, and that this is so widespread. I mean, amongst our generation, older generations, and I, I was interesting in my American Heritage class. We were just discussing the attack on education by the progressives. And if you know anything about me, you know this is a topic that really spikes my interest. I love talking Didn't about it. Didn't we have an episode on this? We had two. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was kind of back so, near the beginning. So if you, want some of the, if you want some of the very beginning fact of life content, I think it was like episode like three and four or something. Yeah, it was, it was super solid. Very ba- baby Maddie Grace and Chloe. Yes, it was so great. Back when you went by Maddie Grace, now you're Maddie. That's true, now I'm Maddingly. Whoa. It's her real name, by the way. It is my real name. If so- you see me in person... Call me it. We'll be friends. Okay, Matt. <laughs> My friends do call me Matt. <laughs> Shout out. So um, it's this idea of of respect. And and so, you know, in, in this discussion we were having in class, we were just talking about how way back, you know, on the frontier or even just like early 1800s, early 19th century, education happened in a one-room schoolhouse where you had all the children there. You had the youngest to the old, like, teenagers to the 18-year-olds. And Education was happening in one room where people got to, like the littles got to look up to the bigs and they really got to have something to look up to. I mean, you had you had this one community that were growing together and they kind of began to hold the same values. Those that were older, you know, shared their values with the younger and this kind of community would grow up. But now instead of this vertical, like looking up towards someone else, it's very horizontal. You learn with people your age, with in, in your your age group your your grade your ideology your level of maturity like you have these people it's very horizontal now and you look to the person mm-hmm. who's your age and has your ideas and you begin to leave behind the the older ideas you would say like we know what's best for us in our generation mm-hmm. that may not apply to you older but now we know like we have what works for us and that's what's important mm-hmm. to us this is why mentorship programs are so important yeah and, like, absolutely intergenerational relationships or even just Which we talked about a lot so true or even just like relation like mentorships between older high school students with younger ones or mm-hmm. college students with high schoolers and like things like that because like it's just a lot of, like that's by learning from those older than you who have made those mistakes and learned from them older than them like that's how you grow and how you get better. And so a lot of what we see here, like with this loss of common decency, could be fixed in that. Because when mm-hmm. you have, when you're learning horizontally, 
like Chloe was saying, you know, with that horizontal, like you you learn to think, okay, what could best benefit me in this moment? You have no broader perspective of things. And so it goes into things like we mentioned with the social media. I mean, honestly, what it comes down to is people are making comments without thinking about what they're saying because they haven't learned from anyone teaching it. They're making ignorant comments, saying things that aren't even true and they're rude. Like I'm not against people like stating comments that they disagree with on a post, but it's no, the manner sure. in which you do it. Yeah. And that transfers into multiple aspects of life. Like, like, yes, commenting on a post that in a rude and ignorant manner, obviously not okay. But I mean, that transfers, translates further. Like, goes back to this respect thing. Like, respecting adults. When mm-hmm. you, you have that ignorance and that rudeness, and I see so many ways our generation has lost this respect for adults. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy because I think a lot of people in our generation will even, it's not like they deny that they are losing respect for adults. It's that they say they don't deserve our respect. And so it's yeah. like when you're no, constantly learning don't. horizontally and you're not learning vertically, you don't know, you don't understand why you should respect those that are above you. Yeah. I just thought that was a revolutionary idea that I'd never considered before with the one room schoolhouse and everything. But was that I the really only child affect? who wanted to like live in a not live like no like I grew up like I grew little house on the prairie little house in the prairie no literally little house in the prairie was my life I love little house on the prairie but also like I was 10 children's (laughs) books slash show no for sure there's some important life lessons to be learned from that so true my siblings used to have to write like a one-page like response to each episode my mom uses an educational tool it was good oh I love her me too um love my mom shout Shout out to my mom literally the best woman ever um but I just think that it's so important to get the focus off of this horizontal thing. I mean, I have been so blessed to grow up with three older siblings, um, two of which are are nine years older than me. And so growing up, like I did have these older, these older people in my life. My other brother is, you know, a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of more on that horizontal level, I would say. Definitely have still totally learned from him. Like Tan, if you're listening to this, like bro love you and learn so much from you but you know like with this nine-year gap like there's just so much that I learned from my older siblings I mean you know both good and bad you learn from the good and the bad um from from a lot of the things around you but that was just so great to get the focus off of just like what works for me what's good for me but just like learning about you know their life experiences and it it matures you faster it helps Mm -hmm. you uh, like understand life on a deeper level um, intergenerational relationships are so important mm-hmm. to this. And yeah, yes. like we, we've talked, we have a whole episode on like the fifth commandment and respecting your elders, mm-hmm. respecting your parents, loving and honoring them. You know, I just think that's such a big part. And I think a huge aspect of common decency as well. I mean, literally playing off the word decency. I just want to touch on super quick is modesty. But I also think that modesty plays a big, res- uh, a big role in this whole respect issue. I think it, this all comes down to respect and where you're what who or what you're respecting whether that be yourself elders or even god if you're not respecting um who god has made you to be as well it will cause you to dress in a certain way now i mean i'm just gonna go off for a second because i i feel very passionately about modesty and i do actually want to do chloe feels passionately about this subject i really do i had no clue i know Anyone who knows Chloe well will know this is a very, very important topic to her, which as it should be, as it should be. But sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go off, Chloe. (laughs) I believe that there is a large misunderstanding about the idea of modesty in our our modern culture. And there are a lot of things that people have said about modesty that I I mean, I would think that rightly so encourage girls to kind of rebel against that. Um, it's, it's, It's a difficult issue, but also I think one that's very simply answered. And 
Um, this has also changed so much with the, the change in fashion from, you know, women used to be wearing dresses, long skirts, and, and now, you know, we can wear literally whatever we want. We wear, you know, like those in relationships, you know, wear their boyfriend's sweatshirts and flannels and things like that. You know, you, we can wear whatever. But the thing I want to say is, and I think this applies across the board in how you act, how you represent yourself. Am I reflecting the inherent worth that I have as a daughter of the king? or as as a son of the king we are children of god we are made in the image of god and we reflect him we are his representatives on earth and what we do and say and wear reflects back on him mm-hmm. and so it is our responsibility not to the men i mean and there there is a certain level of responsibility that we have to have but i do not think that you know i mean there are obvious situations like where women are raped and it has nothing to do with like literally nothing to do with what they're wearing like that's that's not what I'm talking about here, but it's a responsibility to represent yourself well as a daughter or a son of the king, as a child of the king. Mm-hmm. Um, he has given us inherent dignity and worth, and so we reflect that. We reflect that in how we act, how we respect others, and how we honor the Lord. And that comes to how we dress. And I think every time you put on an article of clothing, you're saying, am I wearing this because um, I want to show off? Or am I doing this? And I mean, girl, I get it. Like, when you look great in something, that's wonderful. I am not saying anything to that point at all either. I mean, you obviously want to wear clothes that... We're not telling you to dress in a trash bag, basically. No, no, not at all. Think, wear things that are flattering, that are classy trash and bags beautiful. Trash the win. <laughs> yeah. No, guys, from now on, I'm just going to wear a trash can. I mean, <laughs> not a trash can. A well, trash I mean, you bag. could wear a trash can. That's, that's so true. No, you can wear anything these days, pretty much. Rather uncomfortable, it, so. I think. It would be really uncomfortable. Um, not a trash can or a trash bag. Truly, wear things that are wear great things that, please. that that yeah that fits you that um you know are classy and elegant, but but dress in a way that reflects who you are. And I mean, there are standards to that. I think that you know there is responsibility for that for women to dress modestly, for them to you know be accountable for their actions. And I I think that's a big thing too as well. Like you have to be accountable for your actions. I want to go and do a full episode on this, by the way, and we will, mm-hmm. um, because I could say so much more, and I don't want anything that I say to be taken out of context either but i i do think that it goes back the the root issue here is um are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this for the lord and i think that just goes back to everything you do in life um and And, you know it kind of just it it translates into this point of hyper individualism as well and i do want to point out how chloe did say you know, are you representing representing yourself as a daughter or son of the king? Because I think a lot of times um, we, we focus a lot on how women are presenting themselves modestly and while modestly. And while I think that sometimes that does become it, that that is that that is a problem more often. I do think it is important to note, like it, it's a attitude that we all need to be having. It's not a women problem. It's not a men problem. It's a humanity problem. Yeah. And it's she said this multiple times, and I one hundred percent agree with it. But, you know, it's whenever you're putting on that clothing, it's like, or whatever you're doing, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever action you're doing, it's like. Because there are only just men and women. Just, you know, just to remind you, your daily reminder that there's only two genders. There's only two? I'm sorry. There's just two. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 127. It's like, are you representing God through what you're wearing? Are you representing God through what you're doing? Um, And it's like, if, if you, if. If you physically saw, obviously, God is everywhere, but it's like if you physically saw him standing there beside you, would you be ashamed at what you're wearing? Would you be comfortable that you're wearing? 
you know, and it's it's that or what you're saying or what you're doing. It translates into all of these things. You know, ultimately, as Christians, we're called to reflect Christ in everything we do. And that mm-hmm. includes you know, that's everything we do. And so whenever you're dressing, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you what you can and can't wear necessarily. Like you can wear that piece of clothing. You can't wear that piece of clothing. Are you dressing to reflect Christ or are you dressing to attract attention to yourself? Yeah. And yeah. that ties... But whether that be good or bad attention, I mean, yes, I mean, I will say. absolutely. And like Chloe said, we're not telling you wear trash bags. Wear what you think is cute. Wear what you think is great. But it's like, ultimately, where are you trying to place the attention of the people you interact with? Mm-hmm. And that ties directly into something we've talked about on this show before, something we've learned in our classes here at Hillsdale. Um, and that is this hyper-individualistic attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just so an, an increasing hallmark of American culture is this hyper individualism. You don't see this hardly anywhere else. I mean, in other cultures, especially Asian cultures, there is this level of respect for your ancestors, for your people, the, the elders in your life. I mean, literally everywhere else that's just about um, except for America. This is something that's held to us like that's a standard of just the culture. Like you respect those who have come before you because they they deserve that respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Tocqueville, we've, we've discussed a lot, um, has had a ton to say about this because he came in the early 1800s and toured around America just to see, you know, what's going on, what, it, what it's all about. And he warned oh, us against this. He did. He, we didn't pay attention, though. No, we didn't. Obviously, and it or else worse. we wouldn't be recording this episode. So true. But, you know, he was he was commenting on the, you know, the lack of aristocracy, which is a good thing. I mean... In, in, in a certain way, um, there, there was no, I mean, I mean, aristocracy, like, you know, there's no oligarchy, like we're not being ruled by the few, you know, and like there's lords and we're the peasants, you know what I mean? But I'm saying like aristocracy in the sense that there are certain, um, like in, in this case, gentlemen and gentlewomen amongst the community that, you know, take care of the community that are a, a example of what it means to live well mm-hmm. and, and to have the sense of personal responsibility Yes, but also responsibility for those around them. And that was something that, you know, is very um, prevalent in the Southern agrarian culture. It's kind of a medieval, a medievalistic society. And it's just really interesting the things that he picked up on. But it, it was inducive to this kind of, this, this respect. And, and there was more of a, a, um, a personal responsibility and a community responsibility. And you instead of focusing on what made you happy, you instead wanted to take care of those around you. And it was just this beautiful kind of this idea. I think it was a great look on what it, what aristocracy was and how it can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was specifically kind of surveying how our country was turning towards more democratic principles. And we've, we've highlighted this in other episodes before, but I really think that all, everything we've talked about today really comes back to this hyper-individualism mm-hmm. because our generation is being told, you know, we don't have, like Chloe said, you know, we don't have this aristocracy. But in a way, I think we have a, this is going to sound a little odd, but almost a social, it, it almost is starting to come, come, become prevalent in our social media tactics because it's not necessarily traditional old school aristocracy. What you have is our generation is looking to social media, is looking to these influencers and these companies that are telling them that they are the most important mm-hmm. and they should look out for themselves above all else. And so you have this hyper-individualism, this selfishness, mm-hmm. and this just overall lack of care for others that leads to the things like these so, like social media posts and comment sections, respecting mm-hmm. adults, modest clothing, yeah. and many other things we didn't have time to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it all comes back to this hyper-individualism that is being pressed upon our generation. And I think it is up 
it's up to those of us within our generation that are able to identify this to start to be the change to to change that. And I think it's important to remember the first, you know, the greatest commandments that Jesus that Jesus um, commanded his followers. And he said, love God and love people. Mm -hmm. Self is not mentioned there. You don't need to make yourself the God of yourself. Um, We need to love God and honor him as the Mm -hmm. creator and we, because of our love for the Lord, we need to have that spill over into our love for others, a respect of their inherent dignity and worth as a child of God as well. And we need to represent ourselves well as mm-hmm. children of God in, in, in everything that we do, whether that be in word or deed. We need to make everything that we do glorify God. Exactly. What we have here is the people of our generation, as they're being taught by social media and so many other things, they're idolizing themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you idolize yourself, everything else takes a, takes a second spot to that. Yep. And you're going to put yourself first through everything. And unfortunately, when you're putting yourself first and you don't care about literally anyone else, common decency goes out the window. And it's so sad because when you're only looking to yourself, nobody else matters to you. Those older than you don't matter to you. And even eventually your peers stop mattering to you. Um, it's it's sad that this is something that's facing our generation, but regardless, it is. But luckily, we really do believe that there is a hope to fix this. Of course, you know, that hope lies within Christ and using him as our guide through life to reflect him towards others. But we we can use these things. We can use things like social media and our relationships with adults and the way we dress to start making that change. I, I really, Absolutely. truly believe we do. We may be losing common decency, but it's not lost yet. Yep. So with that, you know, thank you guys so much for tuning into our summer snippets of the day. We had a great time kind of broadly covering common decency. There are a lot of things we just briefly covered today that would be great to go in depth into episodes. So if there's something that we talked about today that you'd like us to dig into a little bit more, make sure you email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on Twitter at factoflifepod or on Instagram at factoflifepodcast. And while you're at it, give us a like, give us a follow, and make sure to tune into next week next week's episode of our Summer Snippet series. These are fun and a great way to keep us going throughout the summer um, in conversation with one another. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. It has truly been a blast. We hope that your summer treats you well and that you maybe spend some time outside in the glorious warmth. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Mattingly Watson. And we approve of this message. message.